0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this latest episode of Tales, Tales from Outer, from Outer, Space, Outer Space. Space, taken from the subreddit hfy. The links to all the stories will be down below, and as always, I hope that you enjoy. And if you do, please consider subscribing. Story number one: Pocket Sand, written by Hickschem. Admiral Conover leaned forward in his seat in the center of the long table. Today's hearing was unusual for many reasons, not the least of which because the man before him was not a member of any branch of the United Earth Interplanetary Fleet. Additionally, this would be the first occasion in human history when another space-faring species had deigned to attend such a meeting, military or civilian. Third, this meeting was being broadcast via relays across the galaxy in a live feed. Whatever was said here today would immediately be known by every sentient race that had access to the feeds. Carnover cleared his throat, and a low chatter of chamber stilled almost immediately. Sir, are you Captain Jefferson Sykes of the independent merchant cargo vessel, the Credible Hulk? Are you not? The man seated in the chair at the center of the room leaned forward into the microphone provided. That's me. A few flashbulbs went off in the nearby journalist's core. The silence remained. First, Captain Sykes, allow me to thank you for your attendance today. The Admiralty is aware and has made all of the attendants aware that you hold no rank in nor duty to the United Earth Interplanetary Fleet and are therefore here entirely of your own free will. Would you agree? Yep. Very good, Captain. Let's begin. On Galactic Time Index 1004.3.883, Earth date July 11th, 2581. You were transporting silicates to the North African Outpost 7 to the manufacturing world at Saldine. is that correct? It is. Are you aware of the designated space lanes between the two regions? I am. Yet you chose to deviate from those lanes. Would you please explain why? It would save me and my crew nearly two weeks travel time, not to mention fuel costs and the early delivery bonus. It was absolutely worth the risk. Plus... I'd say that it worked out pretty well for all involved, Sykes chuckled, a sound echoed by many in the audience. During your, um, shortcut, did you encounter any other ships? I think you and I both know I did. Please describe the nature of the encounter in your own words. And there it was, the entire reason the panel had been convened and why species from across the galaxy were in attendance. At about the midway point in our trip, my sensor man hit the alarm. We had a close contact with a vessel matching the signature of the Vardo Melia dreadnought. We hoped that they would not spot us, but they did. They turned and started chasing us. All of our comms were jammed. We had nothing but internals and my pilot flying visually. We saw some shots of their plasma cannons go by us, but they missed. Chatter filled the hall for a moment before the Admiral raised a hand to restore order. Captain, you're saying the Vardo Melia Dreadnought fired on your vessel and missed. I know it sounds insane, but that's what happened. The bolts impacted a small bit of rock that we hadn't even detected, like their targeting confused the two. Anyway, my engineer, Jumbo, comes over the comms. He's a good kid, young, plays with too many video games, but mind like a goddamn genius when it comes to anything complicated. The more complicated the better, as why he's so good on the engines, says he's gotta dump the cargo. What would that accomplish? Bar as any of us thought, not jack crap. We figured we'd all be dead in a few seconds anyway, and this kid's just going nuts or something. Next thing I know, the whole ship shimmies real hard when you've had a bad decomp ex atmo. Clarify for those in attendance, please. Uh, oh, um, the ship started shaking real bad, like when you open up an airlock without properly decompressing beforehand. All of the air in the chamber goes rushing out, taking everything with it. That'll fly through the hull. I thought maybe we'd taken a hit and had a hull breach before I could bark an order. We got rocketed hard, and we started rolling at the three axes. Pilot can't lock a star and reorient in all this chaos. Most of my crew was holding their breath, like if it was going to save us from the breach." Sykes paused for a moment and took a deep breath and reached for the nearby glass of water. The room remained silent. Anyway, he continued, we realize that none of us had flatlined yet, so everyone starts to back too, working through the checklists like we've trained. We get stabilized on one axis, then the second, and then finally we wind up steady again. All of our comms and sensors are back up like normal, and we're scanning hard and fast trying to find the dreadnought. And did you? Yeah depends on what you define it. Found where it was, sure, and after a few moments we figured out where to go to. There was debris field growing in every direction, but most of the pieces weren't anything to worry about. I gave the order to run into straight into the space lanes, bonuses be damned. We were still about three days out from the lane, so we just had to stay alert. Once we got underway, I went to the engine room and found Jumbo in the... For the record, please give us the full name. Oh, uh, Jumbo, yes. James Robert Fick. Thank you. Please continue. Anyway, Jimbo was in there, tearing, curing away. Calm as you please. I asked him about the cargo dump, and he just shrugged and said that it was still had enough left for a few more escapes, and he would still make our port with plenty for sale. Now, this has had me confused, so I pushed him to explain. He said that he'd been rearranging the cargo bay. But in the process, he would had to move a few containers to the airlock. That was normal. Airlocks meant for cargo movement after all. But he knocked the container over and spilled it into the airlock floor. Right about then was when he heard the alarm go off for the dreadnought, so he jumped into the airlock back into the main cabin. Then, and I can't believe I'm saying this out loud, this kid in the middle of an attack gets the wild idea to turn the gravity plates off in the airlock and seal the vents and turn on circulators to really get the spilled cargo all whipped up, and then overrides the external seal and blasts a cloud of freaking sand into space. Sand? Please explain. We were transporting silicates from North Africa post, finest grade silicates that has pristine Sahara Desert sand. Those manufacturing consortiums of the get into a bidding frenzy over it. I see. So this Mr. Freck jettisoned a cloud of sand into space. Yep. Just as soon as he did, the dreadnought runs into a cloud and exploded. The uproar filled the room as humans and xenos alike expressed the shock at the claim. A few moments pass before the admiral raises a hand again and shuts silence. Captain Sykes, to be clear, you are stating here today that your engineer tried to send your cargo of sand into space, and that resulted in the complete destruction of a Vordo Melia heavy warship, allowing you and your crew to escape. The story seems suspect. I thought so too, Admiral, but Jimbo explained it to me like this. He'd been reading every report he could on the DVDM encounters, including, um... He trailed off and glanced at the surrounding military personnel for several different species in the Galactic Federation. The Admiral, realization drawing on him continued for him, including classified military documents that he had no legitimate way of accessing, and such an ascension would be grounds for criminal charges under the new Espionage Act of 2306. Sykes stared at him silently. Conover sighed, then leaned closer to the microphone to ensure clarity with his next words. I, Admiral Percival Wallace Conover, do hereby acknowledge that Mr. James Robert Fick has granted military clearance level 8 effective exactly five minutes prior to the first accession of the classified military documents, with clearance rescinded effective five minutes after the last accession of classified military documents. Clearance granted ex post facto, Captain Sykes, please continue. Sykes breathed a sigh of relief and continued. Anyway, he'd been reading the documents, which was absolutely allowed to be reading, and he'd figured something out about the VDMs. He said every encounter showed that their energy output increased by a fixed amount whenever they were impacting their shields, and also said that it didn't seem to matter how big it was. If something hit their shields, it was a momentary spike in the energy output, like the system was designed to put out enough energy with each impact that it wouldn't matter if there was a large object or not. They designed it that way. Now, from what Jumbo read and figured, the VDMs never figured out that they'd have to worry about the shields drawing too much power. They were thinking in battle scales where you've got thousands of bullets or dozens of missiles or what have you. But an airlock where Jumbo had just spilled a full cubic meter of fine grained sand, that's up to a billions of something. And the sand cloud hit the shields and the VDM did not what it always does. It draws power for each impact. Near as we could tell it, that power draws from every system, including their core containment. Jumbo was real proud of the trick called it the Pocket Sand, said it was from some really old Earth media about Hill King. He also said he did the math and if we stayed in our shortcut, he could dump the same amount of cargo a dozen more times before the break-even point where the early bonus got eaten into the cargo loss. Admiral Conover along with the rest of the audience sat in stunned silence. Sykes looked around sheepishly and then kept talking. Anyway, I, I'm i a businessman. I figured we was already halfway through the shortcut and only hit the one VDM. And the money was going to be real good if we could pull off the shortcut. So I told the pilot to cancel the trip back to space lanes and keep on like we were. Worst case scenario, we dump more pocket sand and wind up breaking it even on the ship. And did you, asked the Admiral. Did we what? Do you have any more calls to jettison cargo? Only once more, a VDM scout. I'm guessing he wasn't dispatched to see what happened to see the dreadnought. We pinged him before he ever saw us, guess he wasn't running scared like we were. Jumbo calls up the pilot, tells him to fishtail like in the films. I swear this kid watches the weirdest crap for entertainment. Then pops the airlock again. He dumped a cloud of sand into the path of the scout. That Scott never even knew what happened, just went critical and spread himself off the sector. Sykes chuckled. The room was buzzing. Conover leaned back in his chair and placed a hand on the microphone. He turned and whispered to his colleague at the table, deliberating. After a few minutes of this, he turned back to Captain Sykes. The room quieted once again. Captain Sykes, the story you tell is quite thrilling, but we find it difficult to believe that a merchant vessel with no onboard weaponry of any kind was able to annihilate two Vordomilia ships, one of them the largest class of warship seen in the galaxy. Have you any proof of these claims? Sir, I had Jumbo put our ship's logs into the galactic net, plus I know perfectly well that your men will have boarded my ship when I have been in here. I'm sure they found my present." Conover furrowed his brow for a moment, then pressed the button on the table. A holographic projection appeared. Lieutenant, anything to report? The projection nodded and the field view changed in a large fragment of metal sitting in the middle of the otherwise empty cargo hold, topped with an ostentatious red bow. Audio crackled through. Admiral Conover, on boarding the vessel in question, we found what appears to be a VDM hull plating with alloys consisting of known parameters. It also seems to be contaminated with radiation consisting with a core breach. Sykes smiled at the Admiral. Admiral, think that proves it right, the chamber rippled with a quiet laughter. Conover nodded, dismissing the projection. Well, Captain Sykes, it seems that we have everything we need from you. Thank you for your attendance today, and please inform Mr. Fick that we are grateful for his blatant violation of every security protocol that we have. He turned to the military personnel present. Assembled allies and friends, it seems that we have a new tactic to employ to may yet turn the tide of this war. We'll begin retrofitting vessels with the, um, uh, pocket sand deployment immediately. End of story. And that, my friends, concludes this video. I hope that you enjoyed. If you did, please consider supporting the author from the link down below. Otherwise, if you wish to support this channel, there are numerous ways to do so like liking, subscribing, and possibly even becoming a patron. Otherwise, the easiest way would be to share. And until the next video, I hope that you all have a good one, and I'll see you then. Cheers.